This is Radio Maria. I'm Edmund Zengeni. And I'm Dennis Johnson. And this is Catholic Men. afternoon. This is Dennis Johnson. And that is Eddie Zengeni. And this is Catholic, Catholic Men. Men. Welcome everybody. It's the first Thursday of the month at Radio Maria. That means one thing. Dennis Johnson and myself sat here in the studio of Radio Maria England doing our program, Catholic Men. So Dennis, how have you been? Uh, well, today is the Feast of St. Blaise, isn't it? That's uh, right, I, yeah. I, could, I could do with uh, something you know, from, from St Blaise, because uh, my throat has been playing up a bit. I woke up on Monday morning uh, and um, I was going to kind of bark some instruction to uh, the children as soon as I uh, woke up, but <coughs> nothing came out. So, um, yeah, so my voice is recovering okay. now. Feeling but, a bit, wee bit scratchy, were you? Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, I'm not the only one. There's quite a few illnesses going around. Not not even COVID, but just like normal illnesses. Yeah. It's almost and, become uh, a fashion now. If you haven't had yeah, it, you're not Yeah. You're not hip. Yeah, I still I still haven't still haven't yet. Still waiting my turn. Yeah. <laughs> but well, there you go. What about you? How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I enjoyed our last uh, program with Professor Rist on the on his book. We learnt a lot. We learnt a lot. It was like sitting in an exam. Yeah. Your finals in Cambridge. Yeah. <laughs> of his up and coming book, Confusion in the West. Had to concentrate, didn't we? There was a lot of focus involved. Yeah. A lot yeah. of focus yeah. involved. So that was great. And uh, so that's been good. I've been the usual, being daddy, <clears throat> working here, doing bits and bobs, and uh, trying to get together some uh, some new guests for our for our show and uh i think today we decided to go down a bit of a musical route we've yeah, gone from the, the the intellect from last time and yep. we've gone to the other extreme to the artistic i'm very very happy and honored to have with us today a, an old friend and a, a colleague of mine on a couple of levels we're both musicians and we're both catholics and right. uh it's we're a great no intellectuals <laughs> <laughs> here he is the great george breakfast hello george Hey, nice to see you. Nice to see Hi, you. Hi, George. And you, and you. Do you mind sitting up a slightly bit? Get a little closer. That's better. Snuggle up to that's the microphone. Exactly. Yeah. So how are you, George? I'm good. Um, I, I'm not going to tell the whole story of my name, but my family name is George Bacon. That's what... Well, could and you tell us? Because I did actually explain this to Dennis, and he didn't I, actually believe me. I had me. trouble believing. I thought it was a wind-up, I'm afraid, George. Well, here's the whole story, then. Go on, you have to have the <laughs> whole story. Listen to this, folks. So, you know, for years, uh, when I was giving my name to someone in a store or filling in a form, I would say George Bacon, like breakfast, because otherwise they would write B-A-K-E-R for some oh, reason. Okay. And so I just got in the habit. Of, I did it without thinking. And uh, so what happened was I'd, I'd just moved to New York. I'd been there a couple of months. And I used to listen every morning to a jazz radio program. They used to play Charlie Parker between 8 and 9 in the morning. Mm -hmm. and right. So I like that, you know. And they were doing what they call a pledge drive. Now, any idea what that is? So most radio shows in in America are commercial. You know, every 10 seconds are yeah, all commercials. Yeah, yeah. 
So the ones that aren't uh, are, are very treasured. And what they do is two or three times a year, they do what they call a pledge drive. And for a day, they just invite people to support them. And I had a little money, so I was very happy. I called in and said, yeah, I'd like to give you some money. And I was about to have a bath, so I did that, climbed in the bath, and, uh, and I'm listening to the radio station, and they come on, they said, hey, Mr. George Breakfast from Manhattan. Is... Okay. And I thought, ah, ah that's okay. my new name. Well, you go <laughs> then. So that's how it started, right? So it became my stage name. Yeah. And probably the bit that Eddie has told you about is that time passed, and I wound up moving back to England in order to marry my English fiance. Yeah. This who's is a the vegetarian. Bit. Yes. <laughs> and she didn't want to be Mrs. Bacon. Mm. And so I changed my name okay. legally by Deedpoll. It cost me 16 guineas. When oh, did you wow. last get the oh, chance wow. to spend a guinea? I've never seen a guinea. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, 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 and yeah, I changed it by Deedpoll. And then, you know, we got married, had two children. She dumped me, so I changed it back to Bacon. Okay. Well, there you go. You but you're, you're still George Breakfast. But uh, so my, you know, I, I booked gigs as George breakfast yeah uh um but my bank account says george baker okay he changed it passport. changed it back yeah yeah okay so that's yeah. how it works and in fact the album that we might talk about a bit later of, of spiritual songs for some reason i like george bacon singing spiritual songs yeah <laughs> keeping well, okay. it over from my completely you know <clears throat> re reprobate george breakfast persona yeah your alter ego <laughs> did your uh so your children were breakfast and then they changed to bacon back no oh so they, what, what happened was they were both breakfasts uh, and then their mom and I, uh, their mom and I are the best of friends these mm. days, I'm, I'm happy to say I'm, and blessed to say, you know. Yeah. Um, she uh, changed their names back to their, ma her, their maiden name. Right. What was that, scrambled eggs? No, <laughs> Gwyn Evans. <laughs> so they got Welsh okay. names. Anyway, yeah. So. Okay. yeah. And, and that's another thing, you know, I was, suddenly I was only breakfast on the planet. So, yeah. And I've got two other children from a previous liaison in America mm. who are bacon. So I said, I'm, I'm going to be a bacon. Okay. There you go. There oh, you a unique go. story. Yeah. That is a unique story. That's why. Right. So, I, I, yeah, I struggled. I struggled to believe it. But now I'm... I believe it is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's got to be true. Because, you know, yeah, you when I, you and I changed my name back legally. It's very easy to do that in England. Like in France, it's very difficult to, in different countries. So you didn't get asked any awkward questions? Not at all. It's, you just have to pay some money. It's like, and so it cost me 50 quid, you know, less than, no, 10 years later yeah. to change okay. it back. Right. Okay. But there you go. There you Inflation. Go. I suppose there must be some government guidance on you can't just change your name to anything. Yeah, but I mean, they felt you know, that breakfast the, was quite benign. The laws are basically about if you do it to commit fraud, then of course mm. that's not going to work. But if you just say yeah. you want to call yourself something else, you can in England, that. there's no reason yeah. why you can't. You can't change your name to Finland Brevenue to uh, to get a load of checks <laughs> or something like that, which I do know someone I tried like, to do that. Like Finland Brevenue. Finland Brevenue. I like that. Yep. <laughs> and then they, they stole the checks <laughs> and then edited edited the checks with an F and a B. Uh, it didn't work, uh, but that was from someone oh, wow. I knew it worked at a bank. Right. There you go. There you go. Great, great. Well, it's great to have you on. Oh, I've been trying a f uh, few months now to, to make this happen, and I'm really glad we've uh, managed. But we obviously, with it, yeah. things going on in the world that we all know about mm. and uh, holidays and, and so uh, full starts and stuff, it's really great to have you on. So the reason I thought George would be a, a great candidate for Catholic men is that he's, he's a man, he's Catholic, and uh, we're into a... Very similar, well, lifestyle, I think. You know, we're both musicians. We love playing live. Um, 
I've known, we've known each other now, I think about 10 years. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's about 2012 when yeah. I was, Patrick was tiny, basically. And he was pretty brand new, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. And there was no Martin. There might have been Tomas on the way, but... And Not even, I got I don't think so. No, no, you're right. It was quite <clears throat> quite a while ago. And what it was, we actually had a couple of friends in common on Facebook and... Those friends in common were quite, you know, benign and, you know, good people. So uh, we became friends on Facebook and sort of started following each other, but had never actually met physically. And then all of a sudden, one day we're at Mass, and it comes to uh, just after the Our Father, and it says, Peace, you know, be, with you. Peace be with you, turn <laughs> around. He's and your boom, Facebook friend. He's my oh, Facebook friend. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you. Great. George I've Breakfast. seen all your holiday pictures. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, but it, was we couldn't... Love, it was your lovely wife who was sitting next to me, I think. <laughs> that's true. And, and then you were the other side. But that's yeah, right. That's how it was. So um, we first met virtually and then spiritually. Yeah. And I think that great. very Sunday you came down the Gale Hut. I did. And that was yeah. my first time I came down the Gale Hut where I re-established my long-lost friend, Fabian. Fabian Bonner, shout out, who I hadn't seen for about 35 Since years. primary school or something. Yeah, like. we met in a sandpit in St. Lawrence's <laughs> about 1978. So... there you go and uh, consequently we've done lots of cool things together with George with Fabian Fabian's been over to Italy a few times to play music with us and and our band but what I wanted to say uh, and originally was that um, I thought George would be a great person to have on because well you know you've been around you've been around you're a man of faith you were born into the faith absolutely I think your mother and my mother worshipped around the same time. I, I don't know if we ever figured it out. Right? They absolutely must have known each other. There's no they way were, they were both have crossed. at Blackfriars all the time. The same generation, yeah. yeah. And both lived in the neighbourhood too, didn't they? Exactly, exactly. They, they must have known each other. But so, yeah, and, so you, and I think your mum was much like much like my mum was just, you know, very devout mm, Catholic. Right? The way you've always described your mother to me, those occasions we've spoken about, it did sound almost like a sort of... Uh, illustration of my own mother you know how she was really brought up in the yeah similar definitely like you said very devout and uh, my mum had this experience that she'd talk about at the drop of a hat so she was effectively orphaned when she was four years old her dad died in the first world war and and her mum was a showgirl and and and, uh so her catholic family in all their wisdom gave the showgirls some money and said you should go to america and then, and, and Granny will raise up Josephine, my mum. So at four years old, she was uh, on her own. She was living with her grandma. Right. Okay. And she was praying in church, and and God spoke to her and said, "Don't worry, don't worry about." It. She was missing her dad, and he said, "I'm your dad. I'm always going to be here." Right. Okay. Right. It totally happened to her, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And no. God, the Lord spoke to her, and, mm-hmm. and wow. she all through her life. Yeah. Been very devout. Right. She, where, where is she from, your mother? Well, she was, born, she was born in London, I think. Okay. And how long went, went, she was up in Cambridge for? Well, we had a... I figured out the other day that in my childhood, by the time we moved to Cambridge, we'd had 13 addresses, I think. Right. We'd lived all over the place. Wow. So, you know, on the we, run? We yeah, yeah, on the run, basically. <laughs> so apparently I was born in Clapham, and then I know we lived in Paddington, then I know we lived in Broadstairs, then we lived in South Kensington, and then we went to South Africa and lived there for seven years. Right. Not far from my neck of the woods, my father's Zimbabwean. <laughs> right, which is, is that northern or southern Rhodesia? Northern. Right. Zambia's yeah. the southern but, one. Yeah. yeah, not far at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 
and and then and we moved around there for seven years and then came back and moved around England. So it's just so I moved to Cambridge for the first time when I was yeah. seventeen. So as a and then my mum stayed here for the rest of the last thirty five years of her life. Right. We'd be having jumped all over the place. Yeah, okay. yeah, why? Right. Must be says something about the town then, doesn't it? So how did you find that upbringing, kind of from a spiritual perspective, a devout mum? It seemed to work for you, didn't it, Eddie? But, <laughs> I had no choice. <laughs> but how did it work for you, George? Well, I mean, sitting here now, what it did, it, because, you know, uh, I, 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 you know, I'm not going to blame the Catholic Church. I think I hope we're all very grateful to the Catholic Church, as, as extraordinary as its history is. Because it was the only game in town, fifteen hundred years. Uh, um, but you know, I, I definitely struggled with it by the time I was a teenager, yeah. and drifted away from it for a very long time. However, through all of those years, uh, of course, God never left me. But I knew God didn't let me. At least, you know, I didn't go to church. I didn't read the Bible. Very occasionally, I'd pray because I was in some mess. Yeah. But you know, I was sort of. Dimly, and it is very dimly, but I never lost the the, the sort of presence of God, actually. Mm. And that's entirely down to my mum. <laughs> well, and to God, of course. But you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure she instilled that in me. Yeah. Because it was so very real for her. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And when you look and, at your mother, the one who's generated yeah. you, raised you. Yeah, you know whatever. You can't gives, help but absorb that no, reality by their fruits. So shall ye know them. Obviously, right. if, it, if it gives off a uh, uh, a good um, effect. That, in of, her own way, your mum was a bit like that, wasn't she? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. she was. Uh, she yeah. was two hundred percent Catholic. There you go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about your musical influences before okay uh, we go further and how you saw yourself drifting away from the faith. And I, me as a musician, I wanted to say sometimes in my past, I find there's a lot of overlap between spirituality and the arts. Absolutely. And music course, in particular. Yeah. yeah. It's that, 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 that a vibration that's sort of almost yeah. transcendent, you know, especially when yeah. you're doing it in front of other people and they're absorbing it as well. There's this yeah. cycle. Would you say that the, as a young man, late teenagers, early 20s, that music was a, like, a, like a substitute for what you might now receive gracefully from God? Uh, well, yes, is the short answer, because I, I was full of music for, uh, from a very young age. And, you know, I do. Some of my f- favourite first music was, I used to love singing in church. And it seemed to me back then, you know, it, it, I, I, have a, I had this thought the other day, that the way I used to, you know, you, you know the best hymns. You, you may never have heard them before. By the end of the first verse, you you say, yeah, "Okay, you I get it," and then yeah. you sing along. <laughs> and and the same is true of folk music. They you know they are folk music actually. Aren't yeah, they? You know? yes. essentially, yeah. And uh, and um, so I used to love singing in church, and I'd sing harmonies, and I still do. You know, I, you know, once you got the melody going, you say, "Okay, yeah, let's go with it." Yeah, yeah. And I actually find that hard these days. I don't know if people are less enthusiastic about singing. Well, it depends where you are. Yeah, you know, when I was in Ghana. Boy, it wasn't a problem. Yeah. I bet, I bet. And like in a little Spanish church in, in I used to go to in, in Brooklyn in, in New York, much the same, just, you know, so passionate. But uh, some, yeah. some you know, poor Blackflyers is not always as enthusiastic as it might be. But actually I was in there a couple of Sundays ago and it was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it just depends who you're standing next to, I guess. That's right. Mm. Do you think... But that... yes, yes is the short answer. Yeah, to no, you, great. So I know... You're very much influenced by the folk scene. 
Yeah, that um, sort of started with that. Yeah, then I got into Chuck Berry and rock of course, and roll. yeah, yeah, and blues. Yeah, you know, so I, I was a so I was at a Catholic boarding school run by Dominicans, uh, and uh, one of my friends there uh, played guitar and was really into blues. So he turned me on to all kinds of people I'd never heard of. Right, you know, and we'd sit, sit around playing blues together. So right. that from the age of fourteen. You know, okay, so, right. Uh, that ha- that was a big thing. It mm. still is. You mm. know. Did you think at the time, because you were beginning to drift away from kind of going to church maybe regularly, did you see music then or that that kind of form of music as an alternative and it didn't sit easy, you didn't think you could do both at the time? Mm. Or was it not necessarily that you just no, I didn't see it like dropped that. the church I mean, anyway? Looking back, I can see how <clears throat> music was my spiritual life, you know, effectively. Yeah. But I wasn't thinking along those lines. And in fact, as a teenager, I wasn't thinking about a career in music at all. I was going to be a doctor. <laughs> right. And then the whole academic thing went belly up. So I thought, well, well I can play the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, no, I, you know, I think, I think my whole drifting away from church was basically just very selfish, you know. Mm-hmm. I... I wanted to have a whole lot of fun that the church didn't seem to be very keen, keen on me on having. Mm. So I said, okay, see you later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't suppose that's so unusual, you know. Oh, um, it's not. I was just reading the Psalms the other day. Part of my job here is to read the Psalms on midday. And one of the quotes that jumped out of me was, uh, I have pondered my ways and returned to your will. I thought, wow, okay, yeah. Because I've sort of been a similar... It's a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, well, of course it is. It's... Uh, Boys, yeah. And we shouldn't beat ourselves up too much no. about that. It is a work in prose case. I think, you know, merciful God knows that. But, uh, yeah, I think for me, on the faith vibe as we're speaking, is uh, I think the most important thing, it doesn't matter what level you actually are, but that you're consciously trying to get better every day, whatever it is. That's right. You know, if it's just a grain of sand closer to God than it was yesterday, you're, you're in the right direction, mm-hmm. you know, because, and it all depends on, what your current circumstances are in order for you to uh to practice being a to being a Christian. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you need uh yeah. you need an occasion and it might not just be, you know, taking an old lady across the street or mm-hmm. opening the door for someone else, something a bit more courageous. But uh God has his um God has his ways and uh moves in mysterious, mysterious in mysterious yeah. ways, yeah, and goes sometimes contrary to what we would uh Reason. Can I just read you something? Please do. Because it, it, there's a guy called Thomas Keating, you may remember. I know him, yeah. Yeah. So he, this is something he raised. The divine light of faith is totally available in the degree that we consent and surrender ourselves to its presence and action within. And I just love that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. It is what it is. But I tell you what. And, and you know, that's easier or more difficult moment by moment certainly some days are better than others aren't they you know of course of course yeah yeah and all the great gods are consistently there every single moment but yeah we seem to struggle with it. yeah and even the best all the great christian thinkers saints mystics they've all struggled with it and they've gone through you know dry periods of spirituality when they've been in the desert and you know have you have you guys read any of Teresa of Avila? I have, yeah. Uh, so I'm reading the, the book of my life at the moment. It's just amazing. Yeah, Interior Castle. And... 
Yeah, I yeah. read that one first, and actually, I wish I'd done it the other way around. Now I'm going to enjoy reading the interior yeah. castle again. In fact, she's so inspiring. She because is. She's, she constantly is beating herself up. But, yeah. You know, there's this absolute spiritual genius. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is such a mess. Doctor. <laughs> Great, yeah. A doctor of the church. Yeah. Yeah, but she, that's what I love about it. She's so uh, accessible and human Vulnerable, about yeah. it. Yeah. And when I last time I was in Rome, I specifically went to this church, uh, Vittorio Emanuele, I think it's called. And inside this church, George, there's this statue done by Benini, okay. uh, oh, sculptured out of one. marble. Yeah, that's right? the and it's ecstasy of it's the ecstasy Teresa. of Teresa, and it's she's basically in ecstasy. And there's oh this, wow! There's this beautiful angel with a piercing uh, oh, arrow that, that. that that pierced her heart, and uh, I was in, literally in awe of this mm. statue. I love the hands and the feet, particularly more it's than anything. It's amazing. I've got a poster of it in my classroom at school. My screensaver. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I put a poster when I was there. I thought, great, how can I get a bigger image? They're selling posters in the shop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, putting your euro to light up the statue, don't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Happy yeah, all to these, pay that. It's good that you know these, um, these, these uh, spiritual masters and you've incorporated them into your life, uh, your spiritual life and your everyday life, because I think it just goes beyond... Well, it, I hope at this point in my life it, 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 they're the same, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, it, I spent, I don't listen to her so much anymore, but, uh, you know, up until about five years ago, for about five years, there's an there's a American preacher called Joyce Meyer. Have you ever come across her? Mm. She's amazing. You know, she's just a very down-to-earth woman, and I just really liked her way of talking about God. You know? mm. So I'd listen to her in the morning while I was doing my exercises or whatever. Mm. And uh, one of the things that stuck in my mind that, that I carry with me, she said, just, all you got to do is just do life with God, you know. Just mm. put it no matter what it is, do it with God. He's there anyway. You include just, him with yeah, it, yeah. you know. And it, it's, it's such a great notion. Mm. And, yeah. and Simple. it's like, yeah. I mean, I I bought myself last Lent a copy of, um, is it, what's it, is it Brother Lawrence? Um Practicing the presence yeah, of presence God. Presence of God, yes, Brother Lawrence. It's, yeah, that it's the same idea, isn't it? You know, just, yeah. So you know, it, and for years, I you know, even after I come back to it, I'd say, you know, I'd be in the morning, I'd go to mass, and I'd forget all about it all day and get on with my job or mm. whatever. But uh, I'm trying to have it have the Lord with me all day. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, the Lord's with me all day, but I'm trying to yeah recognize him, yeah, 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 be yeah, conscious yeah. of that. Yeah. Right. Well, look, we're going to take a little music break here, and today's going to be a little different because mm. normally we uh, have our engineer in the back, Ed or Elizabeth, with a song ready to play. But because we've got a musician in the house, we thought, why not? Let's uh, carpe diem, as they say, and, uh, and seize the day. If any of our listeners would like to call in and ask George Breakfast or Dennis and myself a question, the number to dial is 01223. Three seven five five six four. That's o one two two three three seven five five six four. And after this music break, we're going to speak more to George Breakfast about his return to the faith and uh, how you came back. So take it away, Mister Breakfast. So I'm going to sing a song. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to tell you before I go about my new album. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, I just, I just uh, over Christmas made a, um, an album of uh, spiritual songs, and uh, I'm going to sing you one of them. Well, I'll, we'll tell you about the album. Okay, later. that's great. So Thanks. this is a simple song called uh, 
Precious Company, I guess. <clears throat> no, it's not. It's not called that. I'm not going to sing that one. It's called Always. Okay, folks. I long to be with you always In your warm embrace All of my days Not a moment lost In misbegotten ways just be with you always To my own self I'll be true Pledge my heart exclusively to you Pay no mind to what the world says Just be with you always No George, that was beautiful. My pleasure. Thank you. I've heard a lot of George's music over the, the last sort of, 10 years. Yeah. And uh, he has a talent. I mean, yeah. the voice, the music, yeah. and actually writing the songs prolifically. He's got a lot of... Um, That's my thing. Really. A lot of turnout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was wonderful. <laughs> Reminded me a little bit of the old kind of Bob Dylan period, you know, with the late, in the 70s when he went down that, that Christian route. Yeah. Yeah. I used to sing a couple of those songs. Yeah, you. I mean, you're a Dylan fan, obviously. Big Dylan fan. Yeah, yeah me yeah, too. Years, yeah, lovely. and I wanted to sort of ask you this. Um, I got it from my uncle. Mm. Shout out to Tom Fitzpatrick, if you're listening. He turned you on to Bob Dylan? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was tiny. So me and my mum, would. He, they live in Eltham, south-east London. So mm -hmm. me and my mum would go down over my brother and sister sure. to Eltham. First thing I'd do, where's the record? Where's the records? And I'd be ripping out all these records. And Dylan was huge, huge. Sure. It was, you know, it's just part of it and he'd tell me the lyrics to listen Eddie this is what the guy's saying it's a metaphor for this and and um so yeah I was pretty much saw the Dylan light at a very young age and I knew about the Christian period but I didn't really know about it until I started listening obviously to the albums mm -hmm. uh Slow Train Coming Saved and there's another one uh, Shot of Love those are That's the right. three okay. ones right and I was completely blown away because I loved Dylan mm -hmm. before and I thought it was very gutsy to to take that stance and follow his heart and say, hey, I've found this thing called God. It's faith. It's in me. It's always been in me. And not only that, I'm compelled to uh, to sing this stuff, not yeah. all the stuff, because it was a huge international success at the time. Mm. So it was almost sort of yeah, career was suicide, wasn't it? Into a sort of superstar. Life, oh, yeah. You know, and then a lot of people were, you know, a bit like his 
Bays when he went from acoustic to electric, we call him, you know, Judas and sort of selling out and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah. I always saw it in early Dylan that there's something more here than just a guy talking about social injustice. There's something transcendental working in his soul. Absolutely. He might not have come out with it explicitly when he was doing the Oxford Town or whatever, you know, or uh, the, the times there are changing, you know, but blowing it was, there the was wind. blowing in the wind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there was a seed in there that I could tell that was more of a guy who was just trying to create a utopia on earth on this mortal coil. And that's why I was asking you before about how the music can suddenly substitute faith. And Well, he's such a great example, isn't he? Of, of yeah. someone who, you know, uh, if, um, explaining my faith, and I think it's the same for everyone, to someone, whether it be you or someone who has no faith, mm -hmm. in the end, words are going to fail me. You know, mm -hmm. we speak in metaphors of and, and, and so personal physical experiences. Mm -hmm. doesn't begin to really put your finger on it. No. And I, my, I, I think, I'm just thinking about Dylan and thinking about, you know, I, I remember hearing his first album when I was 13 years old. This cousin of mine turned me on to him. Right. And, and, and something was pouring out of him. Yeah, yeah. his output was incredible. The yeah. quality of it, he was yeah. so young. So passionate. Well. And, yeah. and there was a spirit alive in him yeah. that he could barely articulate. Mm. But it was absolutely alive and kicking, mm. wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm and almost convinced he's always, you know, he's almost got this prophetic air about him. And... Uh, yeah, when he came back in the late seventies, I mean, first of all, the music's great, really great band and really well produced. And like I said, he was taking that folk thing, taking it that step forward, and uh, recognizing that, well, renouncing his own self ownership, basically. Yeah, yeah. How about the, that? Yeah. Like, you know, mm -hmm. this isn't about me and the injustices and the, you know, just the peace and love. And uh, it's a, it's a, it's a lot deeper that. Uh, he was designed for a, a higher purpose. So what I'd like to ask now then, after you drifted away mm. from the faith like so many cradle Catholics do, was there a particular moment, a, uh, a reversion road to Damascus, or was it a gradual, organic thing? Could you, and you know, what stage of your life would you say you decided that that lifestyle of doing what you want pretty much whenever you wanted wasn't satisfying you as much as you thought it would have done mm. when you were a late teen, early 20s? I think, you know, it, as I say, I don't, it, in some ways I don't think I ever left, you know. Sure. But practically speaking, I, you know, I, I, I related a little earlier about how um, Mrs. Breakfast decided that she no longer wanted to be Mrs. Breakfast and went off to Spain with the children. I suddenly found myself on okay. my own right. with, with with four children and all of them thousands of miles away. Right. How old were you at the time? I was, what was I? So it was late, I was late 40s. Okay, about my age then. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, so I felt pretty down. Yeah, miserable. that must have been quite a punch. So I was, you know, searching my soul. Mm. Uh, and... Uh, I did. I think I even went to Mass a couple of times. I was near Cambridge at the time. 
but it was a little half-hearted. But it was somewhere that I, you know, and, and bless them, the Dominicans. They, you know, I knew people there. They recognised me. They opened the door. I mean, look at the product. The product <laughs> the He's back. But then uh, <laughs> two things happened. For some reason, I was in Denmark at the time. You know. Prior to, you know, so the last time I moved back to Cambridge was 2001 when my dear mum had a stroke and I came back and was around for the last eight months of her life and then right. I've been here ever since. And prior to that, I was living in Denmark. And in about a year before I came back, I woke up one morning and, and out of nowhere, I just thought, I need to go buy a Bible. And right. I just went and bought a, a, the NIV version because it's mm -hmm. easy to read. So reading the Bible. I have no idea where that came from. I hadn't sort of chewed it over for months. I just woke up one morning and said, I need to get a Bible. Right. The other thing that happened was a, a great friend of mine, and this is going back to that sharing testimonies thing. So uh, a, an American uh, wonderful singer, Catholic, raised a Catholic in Chicago, had been living in France for years, great, and had just been, you know, had, like me, had turned her back on the faith and everything. She had the most overwhelming, filled with the spirit experience, mm -hmm. and uh, to the extent that she was put in a loony bin in France oh. first, and then in America. Everyone, including all her friends, thought she was nuts. And when I heard about it, I was just jealous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I went. If she's to see nuts. Her. I don't want to be saying <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, and so I went to see her, and and you know we remained firm friends, uh, but especially so since we can. You know, someone that I always am happy to talk about my faith with. Right, yeah. Um, but I was, you know, so those two, the, the the unexplicable need for a Bible and her experience really inspired me to start finding my own way. You know? And what was that feeling like? So you're in your sort of mid to late 40s now. You've had a pretty successful time on the road. You've done what you've had to do. Successful sometimes. I was well. Of course, it goes yeah, up and down. But yeah, you know, but I, I, I made my way. I, I, I live to tell the tale. <laughs> that's success in this business, yeah, isn't it? If you can true, live to yeah. tell the tale in, the, yeah. in rock and roll. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's for me the whole art thing is not about being internationally famous as a measure of success. It's just keeping in it, keeping doing it. Right. If you can keep doing what you love and, yeah. and, and even pay some of the bills, you're yeah. really yeah. doing all right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I agree. But sorry, what no, was your okay. question? Um, so you're at that point in, um, in your life. And um, and so this is about were you over 20, 21 years ago. Fear, thinking, okay, George, looking yourself in a mirror, I'm subconsciously and now consciously drifting back to this thing that I've left 20 years before, 25 years before. This means a new George, like Dylan says, changed my way of thinking, you know, in, the, in one of his songs. Was that um, because as a you know, old habits die hard and stuff like that? Or was it just a quite, OK, I can do this straight away? Or did it take a lot of prayer and, and I contemplation for you to make steps in the right direction? You know, I, I, the way I, I seemed, I remember it was, it, I just sort of jumped into it and I didn't know what I was doing, it, but I knew I was doing, I knew that it was the right thing to do, you know, because the Lord in some way, it was a couple of years before I really had the Lord give me a great big hug and said, you're doing all right. But, but um, <laughs> I knew... I guess part of it is, you know, in that sort of when you're bottoming out in misery and all that, and I wasn't particularly messed up on drugs or drink or anything, 
I did, in fact, give up drinking for four years around that time. But um, it wasn't that. I just suddenly thought, Lord, you're the only... Of course you're the only place I can go. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and why have I, you know, excuse me for being such a bad follower for the last 35 <laughs> years and where do we, where can we start? And, you know, yeah. I'm just going for it. Yeah, I know. think a lot of people outside of the faith or even inside of the faith have a difficulty in experiencing <clears throat> or even believing what you've just described, that you can go, that God wants you to come back. God yeah. loves you so much and he's so much inside each one of us because yeah. we've made in his image and likeness and uh and you know the kingdom of god is within you and a lot of people feel that they have to go and traveling they have to have experiences on the material world in order to get to that um that, that level that makes me think because i was thinking about this this morning you know then god's image and that's we're spiritual beings you know it's, it's not that it, all three of us look like god but mm. our spiritual Exactly. Cells is made in God's image. Exactly. And 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 I ne going back to what my mum did for me, I never lost sight of the fact that I was a spiritual being. Mm -hmm. I was just an undisciplined mm -hmm. mess of a spiritual being. Of but, course, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think those are the ones God loves the most though when they come back, you know, then they come back into the fold because I think at the Further you fall, you can't measure that stuff. Is often <laughs> well, <laughs> but the, I know what you the mean. The amount of faith you've got is often in direct proportion to the amount of times you haven't followed it. They do say there's a particularly loud round of applause in heaven when someone comes back. To the, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a biblical thing of that. Somewhere. The parable of the lost sheep. There you go. Yeah, and he who is forgiven much yeah. loves much. Yeah, yeah. and the yeah. prodigal son. Mm. People have difficulty in getting their heads around that, you know, because mm. they think of God as a as something you can point to in the finite universe that, that he doesn't reside outside of space and time but I guess that's the perceptions of popular culture yeah but what I also wanted to ask you and this is another thing that uh, where George and I overlap is that I was I've been in the, the music game for a few years myself um mainly in Italy and and, and here in England and um Whatever gigs we were doing, Manuela and I, however full on they were, and they were pretty full on. Mm -hmm. um, didn't matter you know what time of the morning we went to bed, or how hungover we were. We always went to mass the next day. Bless you. That was okay. our thing, and it wasn't. It was just I got that from my mum. You know, we'd go down to St Patrick's night. You know, where everyone would be on the Guinness and dancing, Kayleys and whatnot. Yeah. But you go to mass the next day. That's that's how you balance it out, you know. And uh, that's very Irish, isn't it? Well, it's just the only it's way great, I knew. You know? It is very, yeah. 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 And um, people used to sort of raise eyebrows and say, "Wow, you know, one minute you're singing Lou Reed and, and the Rolling Stones, and now you're talking about actually going into a church where there's this organised, archaic, <laughs> pre-scientific anti-rock and roll." institution that's basically a, a tight jacket for every mold in, in every impulse that you've got and we go yeah we're going um and that used to sort of leave people flawed a okay. lot or they would be a little bit un uncomfortable with it let's just say right that mm. you could reconcile those two worlds that we've been speaking about today the world of art entertainment music especially and loving god mm. you know not just going to church and sitting in a pew and just superficially 
nodding your head, going, hmm, that's nice, but keep being hit. Yeah. You know. Well, that, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, what the question is, sorry, it's a bit mm. long. Um, have you experienced any antag antagonism being in a secular country playing... In, in the sort of rock, rock and, roll and roll world, world. Or, or whatever? Yeah. Have you had sometimes people uncomfortable with it or have difficulty in understanding how come you know or do you oh, not speak about it, it or do you keep it to yourself or uh i'm trying to think very rarely have i had i'm trying to i can barely remember a clear expression of antipathy you know mm -hmm. i mean uh i i have been aware that some people really don't you know, they're, they're like in pubs, but people are so worried. But we don't talk about religion or politics in here. Yeah, you know? mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, to which I re reply, you know, I, well, I'm not a big fan of religion, but I like talking about God. What else is there to talk about? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which doesn't always go down so well. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, it, 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 it uh, makes sense. But, but uh, no, you know, I mean, and Eng England, I think, is quite, and there's just, I, I want to say that. You know, they're quite tolerant, you know. I don't think anyone ever thought, I don't want to play music with you if you're a Christian or anything weird like that. Right. I, I never had any of that. Right. Have you? Um, I've certainly had antagonism, uh, people being uncomfortable um, because they know I'm a man of faith or a Catholic. Not just a musician, but I was also, uh, also in my acting career, again, back in Italy, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Grant, Grant uh, Thompson, he's from uh, from New Zealand originally. He's about seventy five now, and he's a very good friend of mine. We always hang out, and he's a he's a self confessed uh, militant atheist, mm. right? So, uh, but we love each other's company. We get on so well. We'd sit down, crack a beer, chat. He's a very intelligent guy, yeah. and uh, I think he was a bit freaked out that I was a, a practicing Catholic, not yeah. just a cultural one, but one who actually believed in the faith the one who actually found his place in the world through that faith you mm -hmm. know and uh, how it changes my uh, my approach to uh, to life and um and a, a few other people i've had a little bit of um of of hostility but maybe i'm just hypersensitive i mean you know my mother was born in glasgow which was segregated yeah. and, you know between catholic and protestant and then Derry, where again where it was segregated yeah, so we're kind of um, pretty pretty sensitive about these things yeah. but um i think it makes me think that i've got a friend in the states a very talented writer actor musician guy uh -huh. you know, much like yourself actually who very late you know he's 10 years younger than me and he's just two years ago had his first child which is so exciting, but anyway, he's a he's a very um, sort of outspoken atheist, uh -huh. you know. And he helped me realize that I wanted to talk to atheists. Mm. I don't want to put not have that conversation because I, we've had and we to this day. I mean, once in a while we'll have a little exchange Bit on banter, Facebook yeah. about some because you know if I see something I'll, I'll poke a hole in it. He's a mildest friend, like one of you know can do that. Yeah, yeah, and and. and he helped me, you know, refine the whole, you know, because the God he doesn't believe in, I don't believe in either. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that way, the, the new atheists are completely right. It's a God that, they, you know, that I don't even believe in, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a, I, and I have to say I carry the uh, Sistine Chapel around in my head as an example. I don't find that very helpful, that painting. Okay. <laughs> right. Just, 
you know, a white man in the sky. Sure, with a beard. That's and... not what God is. No, of course not. Uh, but anyway, uh, um, uh, but what, the, what, what he helped me do was realise that, you know, I, I'm not going to go out looking for a, a worthless argument fight about it, but I do want to talk about it. Mm. Mm. And so mm. I look for opportunities. Mm. Well, this is just, a great one here, isn't it? You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't have to convince you guys. No. But, you know, so when you're saying... You know, if I'm in a pub playing a gig, and now in Cambridge, who people know me really well, once in a while someone come up and say, George, you're religious. And I said, no, I'm not religious, but I'll talk about God. (laughs) But, you know, it happens. People want to... They want to ask questions, which is great, you know. Yeah, I think people, especially in England, they're... They're kind of thirsty for it, I think, now. Everyone is, aren't they? Sure, but because England's such a sort of post-Christian country... And atheism is a basically a belief system, almost, you know. And uh, you know, like you said, don't talk about God in the pub. And like you said, I love talking about God because yeah. it's where I come from, and hopefully, eventually, we'll be heading back. Heading back, yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's it's a fundamental question for us all. But a lot of people, like you said, have got that image of God of an old white guy with a beard in the sky who created. The you know the universe with a thunderbolt yeah. exactly or, or malevolent Angry god, god. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly we've heard all the um, all the stereotypical uh, stories which is great what we were speaking about earlier which I'd like to talk to you about now perhaps after the next song and and that is how do you practice your your spirituality right so before we do that though I think uh, this is a great opportunity for another song perhaps shall I sing another one why not okay. Why not? All right. A little gig happening yeah, here. Yeah, that's great. Um, oh, I know. All right. I'll sing the, uh, the the opening song of the record. Okay. Which is, Don't forget to tell our listeners where they can find all this uh, I'm going to do music. that now. And, and presumably when it, this winds up on the website, you can actually write it down up there. Is that, is that possible? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, let me tell you. So uh, this record is... Uh, issued under my legal name George Bacon <laughs> it's called Walk Me Home and here's the uh, the web ad- address https blah blah georgebacon.bandcamp.com forward slash album forward slash walk me home and walk me home is walk hyphen me hyphen home alright and uh and that's the only place the album is. There are no CDs. It's not on Spotify or mm-hmm. anywhere else. Yeah, keep it simple. Uh, and uh, it's um, if you like it enough that you wanted to invest in it, you can pay whatever you like. It's there one you of go. those kind of things. There you go. And that's if you want to just listen to it, that's fine. There you go. And this song is called With You, and it goes like this. I know I always am 
Why do I consistently forget? My very finest moments Each time you make them the best, yeah Which uh, occasion kind of made you come up with that song? When you've got you've got a whole album of these spiritual songs, are there particular moments that suddenly jolt you into thinking, okay, I want to capture that feeling, mm. that moment into song? Or sometimes are you kind of meditating? Or I mean, I I, I practice something called centering prayer. I don't know if you know anything about that. But yeah, I've heard about that. And yeah. so I. I I do it every morning and try and do it a second time later in the day. Can you explain what, how that actually works? So the idea of that is, I mean, and that Thomas Keating person I mentioned mm. that played a big part in sort of really bringing this uh, contemplative tradition that somehow in the wake of the Reformation and the inventing of the printing press kind of went west. Yeah, you know, it did, yeah. And, and, and our faith in, in its practice became much more Balkan sort of, Terrible, yeah, yeah, more than yeah, and uh, and so it, it's just an idea, you know, and and it has, not surprisingly, you know, the Eastern meditation traditions, uh, in their mature forms, alongside the sort of desert fathers and yeah, and, you know, there's uh, a lot of comparisons there, right? It, once you get into that, that's what they do. You mm. you 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 basically, um, so what I do is I I spend twenty minutes trying to let go of my whirring brain part of me, which is just a sort of um, operating system that seriously needs updating. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and what's left is my true self, yeah. which is, if I go deep enough, is, is where God is. Yeah. And yeah like Teresa Lander so in the interior well, exactly, castle. Yeah. Exactly, and that's yeah. what that's absolutely about. Mm. 
And I'm an absolute beginner, really, and okay. I've been doing it for five or six years. But I'm encouraged by Thomas Merton, who said, well, oh, beginners just, all our lives. Yeah, <laughs> I was just about to mention Thomas Merton. Yeah, yeah he's... Uh, I, and he's has a, he has a big... He played such a big part in sort of drawing the veil back in, in saying, you know, this is contemplation. Mm. And he's modern. He's like only the last century. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And do you find then in that when you're praying, kind of doing the centering prayer in the morning, that's when... A tune comes, or is it words? Or no, I mean, you saw, uh, you know, I mean, the the idea of it is to let all of it go. Whether I get ideas, whether I get some inspiration, revelation of God, or or a menu, or, or mm. any anything that comes into my whirring brain is, yeah. and I, it's, trust me, I'm very bad at this. So, uh, but as as we all are, because it just keeps on going. It gets worse. It? But you go the quiet. ideas, so you know. It, what tends to happen is, you know, anything from like five to uh, five to thirty to even a minute, I might actually spend a time where I have let, seriously let it go. And it's, it's just, did you ever come across a book called The Cloud of Unknowing? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's such a great image because uh, that, that's where you wind up. It's just like nothing. But actually, that's where it begins. But there's everything at the same time. Because yeah. uh, the, the more we can get out of the way, the more God can move in and, and actually say, okay. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, you could, uh, yeah. But I, I mentioned that because that song in particular is, is talking about that tradition. But actually, in, in terms of songwriting, I picked, that's one, a song where I picked up that instrument, started playing and wrote it within 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Just popped okay. out. I like the bridge, by the way. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah great. Yeah, yeah. It seems like you've, you've, a very, very interesting story. I mean, obviously, we've known each other a long time, but today's been great because um, we've had you all to ourselves. We've had the monopoly of George, which is great because of the, a lot of the times we meet, there's a lot of people around <laughs> yeah, and yeah, there's a lot going right. on. Yeah. But it's been really inspiring yeah. for me. And I'm yeah, it's been great. No, it's it's and, really fun talking to both of you. I'm really... Yeah, do we have to stop? <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, but um, you is never it, know. Is it already time? Well, we're, we're not a million miles away, but I just wanted to say, I think you've really developed a uh, a personal relationship with god and you've worked hard on it and um i hope people listening in can take inspiration from that and uh so yeah yeah. Um, yeah and it's never too late you know because you, you know god's always trying to call us back like lost sheep as you were saying dennis mm. or like the, the the prodigal son you're moving to london very soon aren't you yeah at the end of the month right mm. right so we're setting up a radio maria in london yeah oh, so you're yeah. now a good catholic boy you're going to come help us out there and uh well, I will de- because um, we were talking about that earlier, uh, and I know exactly where it is—the the, the Dominican Priory. Um, mm. Oh, in Hampstead, near Hampstead. Hill. Yeah, oh, okay. It's Have you been there, be, Dennis? Right? Yeah, it's a lovely, yeah. lovely church. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't been there for years, but I know exactly where it is, and there's at least a couple of um, people I knew from Cambridge who are yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. You know. Father Toby's up there now. That, is Toby there? Yeah. Oh, I love Toby. Yeah, yeah. He's doing you really know, I get well. Along well, well. Great. Well, he's there, and he helps us out a lot here. I bet. Yeah, he's perfect for the radio. Yeah, I'm he guessing, is. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's more things coming our way. You're yeah. going to be sorely missed here, but you're not a million miles away. You're very close to getting yeah, I'll back. Be up, I'll be up once a month. To yeah. Play one of my favourite gigs. So, you know, is that the the Geld Hut on yeah, Sunday? Yeah. 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 If anybody's out there who wants to have, and I mean this, the perfect Sunday afternoon, if you like your live music. And if you've got a family, especially, please go down to the Geldhart, the first Sunday of the month. That's York Street off Mill Road. Lovely atmosphere, fantastic food and fantastic musicians. 
and your kids can run around, play. There's an outside garden bit. It's a it's a wonderful blessing when we found that. Um, it, it is great, yeah. And it's a yeah, yeah. great place. And Patrick comes in and and plays with George on the on the drums and that. So it's a real community feeling, and you're a big part of that it community. Is. It's like know. an extended family. Well, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So um, I wish you all the best, George. And it's well, thank you. We finally got you on on air yeah. live. Might not be the last time, George. Well, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So with that, we're going to be back again on the first Thursday of the month, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And who knows who we're going to have up our sleeve. Yeah. Only one way to find out. Yeah. This, <laughs> this program will be uh, rebroadcast. Please look on the schedule to find out more. And until the next time, I want to say again, God bless, George. Thank you for coming Thank on you, the George. show. Thank you, both. Thank you. And Eddie. Great. This has been Dennis Johnson. And that was Eddie Zengeni. And this has been Catholic, Catholic Men. Men.